This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Joker's Mustache. I am Vince Russo. This is the great RD wants a bat swatter. Reynolds, what are you doing, my friend RD? I I want a bat swatter. Don't you? If you're looking for a Christmas gift for moi, as I'm sure everyone is, we'll be discussing that in this here episode of Joker's Mustache. And this week's episode is the Penguins Clean Sweep. It is. It is the final appearance of one there, there he is Burgess Meredith man wow, actually all seen. all four of the main villains there's only one that we will see again Sad. my shirt my fantastic shirt that got me to uh talking with my favorite lead singer of my favorite band ever right here now we're down to one one and we then have, there was one we have one more caesar romero joker episode and that is it wow we have exhausted this yes have you ever just sat back and thought about this that you and i two mortal enemies a lot of people would think have joined together joined forces we have made it through. We're almost at the end of this run. Yeah, I think, bro, What I think after this show, I think there are six. That is correct. Yes, after this show, there are six. So why don't we go ahead and get started on this show? Yes. <clears throat> the, t- <coughs> excuse me, title of this uh, episode, Penguins Clean Sweep. Original air date, Thursday, January 25th, 1968. Your number one song in the nation. Your number one song in the nation. Very nice. I'm going to buy DJ voice. John Fred and the Playboys. It's Judy in disguise. Very nice. Very nice. Here on the Whacker. Man, you know what's amazing, bro? This is one day after my seventh birthday and I'm watching this in real time, man. So I'm watching this at seven years old, man. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> happy belated birthday to you. Thank you. The narrator would tell you it's a peaceful day in Gotham City. But at the Gotham City branch of the Mint, the peace is about to be shattered by a familiar feathered felon. So we are able to, not only does the narrator tell us that uh, this is the Gotham City branch of the mint there's a giant penny not a giant penny <clears throat> see when you hear batman giant penny yeah if you are a fan of the comics in the batcave he has a giant penny wow does he really like, gigantic yeah okay? like 20 feet tall or something okay so I guess I probably shouldn't have said this was a giant penny on the wall here. 
But I love this giant penny that they had that said, you know, Gotham City branch of the mint. Right. Um, I loved it so much. I'm really pondering how could I make one of those and like hang it up on the wall over here. You got to get one of those 3D printers, right? I have a 3D printer. Wow. So well, RD Jr. does. Make it. But he, his 3D printer makes small things. It's not like a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> Penguin comes in with his girl and his goons, dust bag, and push broom. Were his names? We see a printing press. A printing press. So he goes to the end of this uh, so-called press, exclaims, green ink and paper make a very interesting combination. He's like, wheelbarrows full of money. Yep. I don't know about you. The wheelbarrow is a truly underutilized plot device across all media. Would you not agree? Absolutely, 100%. Now, I know that you and he don't see eye to eye. He's kind of a nutcase. But Jim Cornette, years and years and years and years ago, he, uh, when the Midnight Express, this has been like late 80s, they were uh, collecting a lot of belts. And he always said he was going to put them all in a wheelbarrow and bring them out to the ring. I don't know that he ever did that. If he didn't, that is a huge fail on his part. Yes. And in fact, we have other people that have done this belt collector gimmick. Kenny Omega was doing it a couple years ago. I think you would have been Kenny Omega's number one fan if he put a bunch of belts in a wheelbarrow and wheeled it to the ring. Bro, you know what's so funny? You are pronouncing it correctly in wheelbarrow, but I've always said wheelbarrow. Well, because I'm trying to educate you. Yeah, proper you pronunciation. Do you say you go to the library? Library. Okay. You say you're, uh, yeah. Some people don't say library. They say library. I say, no, I say library. Nuclear. Do you say nu- that? Nuclear. 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 Here on Joker's Mustache this week, proper (laughs) pronunciation. All right. A clean city is a healthy city. A clean city is a healthy city, we learn at Wayne Manor. Uh, And and how, why do we, why is that brought up? Because Barbara Gordon is there for reasons. And uh, she, uh, the reason, I don't know why she's at Wayne Manor. We'll, we'll we'll talk about this in a moment. Right. But we learn that Barbara the Babs has been elected chairman of the anti-littering campaign. Like there's a pro-littering campaign that's also going on. Why why does everybody have to have all these titles, man? What is it? Dude, I just wrote good for her. I was afraid Bruce would have that position too. Yeah, man. I, he probably vacated that position. Maybe that's why she was there. So, bro, to me, the more titles, the more work. Like, really, man, come on. Down with that. Yeah. So, uh, Commissioner Gordon's there, too. And did you notice what he did? Uh, No. Again, wow. Oh, yeah. Gordon, again, goes for the tight grab on her. What a creep that guy is. Yes. So... Bab says, Daddy arranged for this meeting, Bruce. And Bruce goes, 
I'm glad he did, Barbara. <laughs> Almost licking his chop. <laughs> Bro, that's a little grotesque. Says it, it never hurts to remind anyone of the litter basket and, and dicks like, you know, yes. Gosh, yes, a clean city is a healthy city. So yes. we do understand. Okay, well, I did note here why why she was there. So she's there to hit up Bruce for money for the anti-littering campaign. <clears throat> he says, hey, no problem. So Gordon, uh, this this little meeting of uh, the Gordons and, and the Wayne family, uh, is broken up because Commissioner Gordon has gotten a, a call uh, from Police Chief O'Hara. Uh, it says that Penguin has robbed the mint. And Gordon tells O'Hara, you need to push me through to the bat phone. You know, hook me up. Let me do this. Um, But that would be an that would be a problem, right? Because yeah. he's sitting there with Bruce Wayne. How are they going to do this? So Alfred makes up some cockamamie story as he's wont to do about a pipe bursting so that Bruce can leave. O'Hara calls on the bat phone uh, and uh, says, it was great. O'Hara's using the bat phone like he had never had no understanding of how this one button yeah. phone worked. One button, one line. Maybe I did it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, you know, Batman picks up. O'Hara gives him the lowdown. We are off and on our way. We go to Gordon's office. Unlike almost every other episode we have seen in season three, we actually get footage of the Batmobile taking off, heading out of the Batcave. We hadn't seen that in a while. Yeah. We, we yeah. didn't get the atomic batteries to power turbines to speed, but, you know, take what we can get. So, Batman and Robin go uh, to Gordon's office, run inside. They are ready to go up the elevator. And who should come out but the Penguin and his goons. This is the dynamic do-gooders. Been helping old ladies across the street, Batman. Yeah, this like is a, that's a recurring theme on our show. Talking yeah, about. this is uh, such a great exchange, <laughs> bro. So go, <clears throat> go ahead with it. it. Says we're going to help you into a jail cell, you beaked buffoon. <laughs> He's like, leave my beak out of this, you baby barnacle. And Robin is like ready to fight. Yeah, he's yes. drawn back. He's gonna pop this guy right in the mouth. And Penguin says, "Stop this loudish violence, you teenage truant! <laughs> it offends my cultured soul." So, that's a, yeah, that's another word that needs to come back. Remember, truant, bro. You yes. were truant, truancy. Need never truant officers. Yes. What yeah. happened to that? Yeah, the downfall of society. Yeah, when we yeah. lost the truancy officers. <clears throat> so anyway, they they all just get in the elevator and they're gonna go. We're gonna talk to Gordon. <laughs> he comes in, and Penguin Penguin is he is on a roll this episode. Oh, there's the blue coated baboon and his boorish boss. <laughs> Perfect witnesses, Pangy, when you bring suit for false arrest. 
Penguin then explains, look, I went to the Mint. I didn't steal anything. Right. You know, I gassed some people or whatever, but I, right. didn't, I, I didn't steal anything. And he says, what do you say to the fact that you're still guilty? You, you know, Batman's like, you, know, you, you broke in. You, you right. Break in and entering, right. Right. And, and uh, they're like, by golly, Batman, you're right. That slimy bird outsmarted himself. And he says, this is trickery. Low, conniving trickery. And so uh, Batman says, the only trickery was on your part, Penguin. So for the present, drop your lawsuit and we'll drop the charges. Again, I ask, what is the judicial system in Gotham City that we can just decide, you know what? We won't charge you with breaking and entering. It's okay. You were gonna sue. You were gonna file a lawsuit against us. Let's just all work it out. Yeah, well, everybody, everybody was in the room to get that done. Everyone, it, okay. I'm glad I don't go to the Vince Russo school of law. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that'd be legal any way, shape, or form. Bro, it's Gotham City, man. That's how no, things that's get true. done in Gotham City, bro. That's true. So they throw Penguin out of the office. Wonder why? Why on earth would Penguin have gone in there and not taken anything? Why? Why did Penguin go in and not take anything? At that very moment, Batgirl walks in and says, "He may not have taken anything, but he may have left something there." And she explains she was driving by the mint, and so she knew what was going on. She also notes again, everyone inside was knocked out. Right. Robin says Batman, or excuse me, Robin says Penguin always uses gas. And Batman says, you know what? That gas wears off fast. Right. So we should, we should book it over to the Mint and go check things out. Right. So they go to the Mint. There are people still unconscious. They are still knocked out. Right. But is Batman helping to resuscitate them? No, he's got his portable bat lab out. There's a guy over there like this <laughs> that may be dead, but I've got bigger things. I got bigger things. Bigger fish to fry, man. Bigger fish to fry. So he's looking at the 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 bills that have come off of the off of the press. And he notices there's a bacteria on them. Ligerian sleeping sickness normally carried by the Ligerian fruit fly. In this case, Penguin was able to plant a culture of the bacteria in the ink they in the ink they were you know going to be printing with. So we learned that a load of bills have been sent over to Gotham National Bank and they decide to split up. Batgirl, you go to the bank and Robin and I will go to the hospital to get the vaccines. Holy hyperdermics. We better get on our we better get it on our hands fast. So <clears throat> we go to Gotham General. And to be fair, this episode did not feel like a season three episode. Am I wrong on that? Yeah, this this seemed more on location, correct? This seemed more on location. My only yeah. guess is that there was a there was a the hospital they could use. Yeah, I think I read that the actor on this 
was actually an actor on like General Hospital. Yeah, he was a big time actor on General Hospital. Yes, yes. Tell the folks about this. Yeah, no, it was a shoot. I I recognized him right away. His name wasn't in the freaking credits, though, I don't think, Mm -hmm. bro, because I looked for his name. They'll do that sometimes where they'll yeah. they'll have uh, uh people that are uncredited. Yeah, so. but he he was like the main doctor on General Hospital at that time. So okay. they're 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 you know they're interweaving interweaving the two universes. <clears throat> so Batman and Robin are on their way to the hospital, but the penguin's already there with his goons. At General's at Gotham General Hospital, a certain well-known bird is up to his usual well-known tricks. So he's telling the doctor, give these guys the vaccine. And I quote, all right, jab him. Go ahead and do some jabbing before I jab you myself. So he's like, you've got to get this done. Uh, He wants his men vaccinated, of course, because they have, have, you know, put this uh, bacteria on the bills. Right. So the doctor isn't really wanting to do this. So the penguin very politely says, I'm going to give you some penguin open heart surgery if you don't get this done. Yeah. And they are going to be the only ones vaccinated in Gotham City. Correct. Because what they did is they took the rest of the vaccine that was in it, ironically, in a container like this. We're talking about 3D printing right there. Yes. And uh, they dump, they dump it all down the drain. So there is no vaccine left, right, in Gotham City. So Batman and Robin show up, and Penguin says, "Oh, look who's here! I have a Liger- I have Ligerian fruit flies that I can let go." And so he se- he he opens up this container, and he has three of them buzzing around as as they escape and it wouldn't matter anyway because they have the vaccine right but batman and robin don't have the vaccine so uh these these flies are buzzing around of course we don't see the flies we're just you just hear and so robin robin is jumping up and down like a i i don't know a, a a a, a third grader that's all hepped up on chocolate milk. Yeah. And of course he's not getting any of them. And so he uh, says, Batman bust out the insecticide bat bomb. And Batman's like, yeah, I left that in the Batmobile. Yeah. That was awesome. Yes. So, but we dare not open that door until all three, there are three of these flies in this room are dead. Fortunately, what did Batman bring along? The all-purpose bat swatter. He busts out the bat swatter. It is a ridiculous fly swatter in the shape of a bat. Right. Most of those have a, a thing on them. It's, it's maybe like this big, maybe a little bigger than this that you hit. Yeah, yeah. This thing is like this big. Tiny. It's this white. I don't think it would do a very good job. Of Even though he, he did get two quickly. He did. He killed off two of those. Boom, boom. And the, where does the other one land? I love the way they had to do this where you didn't actually see it land. Uh, Correct. 
Robin had to turn his back to the camera. We had to do the edit, and then he turned around, and the the fly is on his nose. Yes, right on his nose. He does a great cross-eyed, you know, uh, impersonation. Batman says, don't breathe, Robin. Hold perfectly still. This calls for the bat tweezers. Yes. One bite from this fruit fly, Robin, and you might be asleep for years. But they get it. Holy Rip Van Winkle. He's saved. They they get it. They do not kill this one. They actually drop him into a bottle. Right. And so uh, <clears throat> the, the doctor says, you know, the, you know, the vaccine's all gone. There's nothing I can do for you here. And he's like, okay, well, um, you know, where can we get more of this vaccine? They are told that the uh, vaccine is all in Nigeria. So Batman says, I want you to go call Nigeria and send us the vaccine. Yes, apparently you just call the country. Hello, yeah. Nigeria. Yeah. And how long does it take to get there, too? I'm, I'm yeah. sure this is this ain't like Amazon, bro. It ain't getting there in 10 minutes. No, it gets there in 24 hours. 24 hours, okay. 24 hours of hope, we're told. So that's pretty quick. That Honestly, quick. I, I don't know where Nigeria is. Yeah, yeah. They didn't say what continent it was. I mean, yeah. Nigeria may be, you know, it's a fictional universe. Yeah. So Nigeria may be North American for all we know. Yeah. And we do find out, too, what is it, $13,000 has already been distributed. So money's already out there. Yes, we go to the bank. Batgirl is there. She learns $13,000 of bills are already out. Yeah. This means that everyone in Gotham City will be vulnerable to the Ligerian sleeping sickness because of those contaminated bills. So Batman calls Gordon. says, I want you to notify all TV and radio stations to broadcast the following message. Some of the money now circulating in Gotham City carries a deadly disease. No one is to handle any of this money. Repeat! No one is to come in contact with this money. So Batman and Robin leave. They tell Batgirl, we're leaving. You just hang out here. You're not going with us. You stay here at the bank. So we go outside the Gotham City apartments. We get what I called a mod couple. Did they not look like groovy hipsters oh absolutely yes yes so they're, li- they're listening to a little transit when i do this you guys are thinking a 1980s boom box right this this big boom box no 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 you know pull this thing back out it's a little radio that's about this radio size. baby i went through so many of those as a kid it's not even funny i had to try to explain to my wife what a transistor radio was oh my gosh man uh <clears throat> so uh so they hear this report on the news they're like we got all this money we can't have it we don't want to die so they just dump all the money out in the streets yep <clears throat> a woman who looks like a 10 years younger version of aunt harriet at first i thought it was aunt harriet i thought yeah. my intel was wrong but no, it was not Aunt Harriet. She was like 10 years younger. She does the same thing. There's some guy in a, a third-story window of an apartment that just throws his money out in the street. and says. Uh, meanwhile, there's some goons that are going into a bank and, and just stealing money. Then they hear the money is polluted, so then they run right back into the bank. 
I'm confused. Wasn't Batgirl at the bank? Yes. yes. Then how did they just get that money? Or were they not thieves? And I, I misinterpreted that. I, 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 I don't know, man. They I had to... guns, so yeah. I sure think they were thieves. Yeah, they were there to rob the bank, but I guess you must have already left to, to collect some of this money that people are throwing away. Well, yeah. Yeah. We go out in the street. Penguin and his girl, Miss Clean was her name, are vacuuming money on the street now and bro i want to tell you too rd because i was watching closely that was a working vacuum yes it was sucking up money they weren't they weren't just rolling over the money it was a working vacuum and this wasn't one of those pea soup green hoovers that i remember my mom had when i was a kid this was like an industrial vacuum yes yes so i can only think that you know there was a janitor that worked on the set and was like, yeah. you know, I have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> if I, if I can just be in the background, I, I would let you borrow them. Yeah. Great. We'll make an episode out of that. <clears throat> so the, one of the, the penguins goons was like, man, never thought I'd want to be a trash collector. And they said, well, it's different when there's gold in the garbage. Eh? So Batgirl shows up on the Batgirl cycle and, she, and he's like, Oh no, there's a, trash of another color on the horizon bat trash so batgirl comes in there's penguin all his goons and she just is like i'm gonna take on myself she didn't even smile yeah nothing yeah she is out how long did it take him two seconds yeah if that two seconds she's taken down by penguin gas and so they just leave batgirl she's just laying on the concrete and they just keep swinging, sweeping up the money while they do. So they're not doing it silently. Penguin is singing a little song. (laughs) Sweep brother sweep with care. There's a bunch of moolah everywhere. Sweep brother sweep with care. There's money, money everywhere. Yes. I, I, was okay. I have to ask. Do you think that was a was that a um, ad lib? That was an ad lib. It right? had to be. It had definitely had to be. Yeah. So we go to Wayne Manor. Bruce is there making phone call after phone call. He's calling all of his rich friends and explaining to them th- this money. There's money out in Gotham City. It's contagious. Do not accept any money right now. Just don't do it. And you may be sitting there going, oh, well, who cares? Big deal. It's dollar bills. Okay. Let me explain something to you young kids. I'm really, really trying to fathom if anybody under like the age of 70 watches you and I. Yeah. But let's pretend some people do. This was what, this is how the world worked. In 1968, into the 70s, in, in large part into the 80s, you used cash. You didn't have a, you, you, you might have cash, a cash, man. You use cash. Yep. Yes. So this was, this would have been a major, major issue. Yeah. And so, you know, Bruce is just saying, okay, don't, don't take any cash. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. So that is going to lead to the next major plot point. So we go to the layer. 
In a warehouse near the outskirts of the city, Penguin and his <clears throat> goons are all there, and they're all happy. They have millions of dollars, millions of dollars in their hands. And Miss Queen's like, I want to, I'd like a, he, he's like, what do you want? She says, I want a little house in the country. Penguin's like, okay, no problem. So he calls the World League of Nations. <laughs> says, you said you wanted a house in the country. I'm going to buy a country for you to put that house in. Yes. <laughs> Penguin's on the phone. He's like, what countries do you have for sale? No. I don't want that one. I'm allergic to vodka. <laughs> so finally, he says that he has a he he, they, they, he finds this great country. He is going to buy it. He's like, great, I'll be over with the money. And they're like, well, we can't take your money because it may be contaminated. Right. So they have all this money that they can't buy a country with because it's contaminated. And she says, look, okay, you called the World League of Nations. <clears throat> Just skip that. We can go find somebody else. You know, we, we don't have to buy a country. We can buy other things. She says, after all, Bruce Wayne can't have notified everyone in the entire world. Right. So Penguin keeps tr- buying, trying to buy things, keeps trying to buy things. But he can't even buy a stick of gum. With all these millions of dollars. So he is foiled. So <clears throat> we go to the Bat Cave. They're happy no one is accepting Penguin's money. And says, you know, it's merely common sense, old chum. If you can't spend it, money is just a lot of worthless paper. That's exactly what Penguin has. A pile of worthless green paper. <clears throat> Penguin says, uh, or excuse me, Batman's like, man, I really hope he doesn't have any more of those flies, though. Because if he has any more of them, uh, he may be fiend enough to loose them all on Gotham City in a fit of rage when he finds he can't spend that money that he swept up. So he has Alfred check the bat weather instruments, and we get a forecast that's going to be 45 degrees out. This point. <clears throat> The standard phone rings, not the bat phone. And uh, Batman says, it's got to be Penguin. Sure enough, it is. So Penguin tells Bruce, I am going to let loose 500 of these flies unless you call all your buddies and tell everyone they can now accept my money. Right. And Bruce is like, no, I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. You're out of luck. And Penguin says, you have just doomed Gotham City to 1,000 years of very sound sleep. Penguin's furious. Penguin notes, they're going to put everyone to sleep. We'll steal diamonds and jewelry. It doesn't matter. So, we go to Gordon's office. Batgirl is there, of course. Why not? Gordon is concerned, uh, man, I haven't heard from Batman in a while. I, I, I hope he's okay. Of course, then the bat phone rings. And he says, uh, tells Gordon, says, bring yourself O'Hara. Batgirl's there, great. Bring her to the bank. And so we go to the bank, and lo and behold, it's, it's a calamity. 
Mm-hmm. It's a calamity because Penguin has released these ni- the Ligerian fruit flies. Yes. Everyone's now asleep. Just like Penguin said. Gordon, yep. O'Hara, Robin, Batgirl. Right on the sidewalk. Batman. And it's funny because most of them are passed out like this. Most of them are Batman, if you look closely, he has his hands like this. <laughs> it was it was a delightful touch. Uh, Penguin walks over him. <laughs> he says, "He really he hates O'Hara more than we do." I think. Yes. He says, "Ah, even this mutton-headed police chief. Of course, he looks like he's sleeping even when he's awake." So he steals a watch from O'Hara. Who immediately pops up. Yes. Miss Clean is furious. She says, you see what happens, Pengy Poo, when you send a fly to do a a man's job? And Robin's like, that's right, Pengy Poo. We were just sleepwalking. And Batgirl says, what do you say about a little sleep fighting, Robin? Good idea, Batgirl. So we get a fight in the street. They <clears throat> they lift Batgirl in the air, and she there. You know, one guy on each side. She's kicking and smiling and everything else. And of course, Adam West and you know Burt Ward can't be concerned to do this fighting. They have to have you know Victor Paul and Hubie do it. I don't know if you noticed. Hubie, you've you've heard of the term five o'clock shadow, right? Yeah. Where it looks you you haven't shaved. Hubie's got that now. Hubie's got about a 10 o'clock shadow. Oh my god. So you know, I don't the, know if they were just not caring anymore either. Yeah. The thing I was really impressed with during this fight was Burgess Meredith was doing a lot of this. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a stunt double. I mean, but, it was him. That's too bad. I, I wish they would have repurposed the guy that was the Joker stunt double. Oh, my God. As the Penguin. And bro, I, I, gotta, I, I really gotta, hope we get one more Joker stunt double, yeah. or I'm going to be so disappointed. Bro, I got to tell you again, man, I'm watching this on the curve screen, and I'm sitting right in front of it, this and that. Bro, throughout a good portion of this um, episode, man, I was very disturbed because I, obviously the, the nose is a prosthetic. That's not Burgess Meredith's real nose? Bro, the, the makeup was not matching the rest of his face. Yeah. I mean, he was literally two-tone, and it was like, bro, what do, what do we do? I mean, you blatantly saw it was a prosthetic. Remember last episode, I asked, because uh, Yvonne Craig, in one of the scenes, looked, I mean, she is a yeah. very attractive woman, okay? Yeah. She can be attractive with no makeup. But she had giant bags under her eyes. Yeah, and I man. was like, why did the makeup people not do something? Yeah, it's it's definitely two tone. <laughs> so, I did like Batgirl. She she climbed up on this shelving unit that that was like this thing that had mag- I think it was supposed to be like a magazine rack or something. Yeah, because uh, it was out in the streets, <clears throat> and she was up there. And she was doing some kicks, and it looked cool. Penguin collapses. They put him in a trash can. Penguin claims, well, good job, Batman. I hope you're happy. You killed all the innocent fruit flies. And he's like, no. You murdered them, Penguin, when you let them out. 
My recent uh, research on Ligerian fruit flies has proved conclusively that Gotham City's 45-degree temperature caused an inversion of air layers. And Batgirl goes, which in turn raised the atmospheric pressure and crushed the little flies to death. Robinson also notes, you know, Penguin, you got those vaccines. You did a double dose of the vaccine. So now you're more likely to actually get the sleeping sickness. Yeah. And sure enough, he does as he starts doing a cute little penguin snore. That was so good. And that ends his run. Yes. So Gordon notes Batman's weatherman was right. He says, but it looks like rain may be coming. At this point, we do a hard cut to Alfred, (laughs) who is holding an umbrella in a totally different location. Looks nothing at all like anything else. So the the wacky, weird editing we had gotten the last couple episodes uh, rears its ugly head here as well. Yes. We go to Bab's apartment. Bruce is there with Gordon. Bruce says, yeah, I was just in the neighborhood. So I thought I'd stop by hoping I could get a cup of coffee. Right. He's chomping at the bit, man. He was chomping at the bit. Salivating like one of Pavlov's dogs. Yeah. So she is wearing, don't blame me. She was wearing a bright red outfit. It was very cute. They recapped the events and they put over the bat family. The phone rings, and who, who, you ever notice when Commissioner Gordon is anywhere, when the phone rings, <laughs> it's just always for him. Yeah, yeah, and he's always right there, yeah. Right, yeah, so uh, it's <clears throat> it, it, it's Bonnie, his sec- secretary, says, uh, what is it, Bonnie? So she patches uh, Warden Crichton over to him, and we learn that Calamity Jan and Frontier Fanny are visiting shame that no good cowboy cowpoke shame at the prison. The narrator tells us little does commissioner Gordon know that what he's about to see or what trouble that double dealing desperado shame is hatching right now with calamity Jan frontier Fanny in the prison visiting room, which will explode before everyone's very eyes on our next episode. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Burgess Meredith. Yes. Enjoyed it. Yes, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Time to rate Miss Clean. God, bro. I don't even, I, I just watched this episode on Tuesday and I'm like, what the heck did Mrs. Clean? She was a blonde, right? Yes. Yeah. She was middle of the pack, man. She was like a five. I, I, I see. I'm always more generous than you. I, I gave yeah. her a six. Yeah. I did note she had a, I wrote in bold letters as large as the font would go ton of makeup on yeah 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 middle of the road for me care to guess how old she was you're usually really good at this 32 she was 41 whoa long in the tooth monique van voren was a belgian belgian american actress and dancer 1983, she was found guilty of lying before a federal grand jury in order to get psychiatric help and perform 500 hours of community service. So, the sentence resulted from an investigation of whether she had pocketed her 
her dead mother's social security payments. Oh my god. She she, she learned well from the penguin, I guess. I guess so, man. I guess so. Yep. So next week we've got Shane in Shame. the great in the great escape. Shame in the great, the great escape. escape. Yes, yeah. the episode is called The Great Escape. Okay. Before we get to that, uh, what is going on at uh, uh, the arcade these days? Oh, well, we're getting all ready. Uh, December 16th, meet and beat Santa. Right around the corner. He's been practicing. He's ready. And, you know, if you want to come in, well, yeah, maybe this year will be the year that the children will come in and they'll just be nice to Santa. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. You know, maybe uh, you know, we'll cross our fingers that that he that they were but uh, that they will be but you know we'll see if not then santa's gonna take him to school he's gonna teach him how to play pinball he may shove an air hockey uh puck right up there tookers yes yeah very nice very nice what about um wrestle crap i'm getting ready holidays are upon us i always do a non-wrestling Christmas movie induction every yeah. year where I just do write about that. I think this is the year. What do you I got? haven't I haven't decided yet, but I think I know what I'm going to induct. What do you got? I think I am going to induct the rich little Christmas carol. Wow, I think I saw that a long time. Is it that bad? Well, here's the problem. After a while, the shelf life on something is you're you're at you're past his expiration date. Right. I'm I'm I have thought about doing this for years. I always make it about ten minutes, and I can't take any more. Okay, but this year I think I'm going to. The only question is how many words will I need to explain to younger people who on earth Truman Capote was? Oh my God, bro. Oh my God, bro! Do you know I when I was a um, when I was a going to college at Indiana State, I actually got to interview Rich Little. Oh, okay. And it was great. I was I was a big Rich Little fan, man. He was great. People today would have no idea who he is, but he was great. Well, he was he was a uh, <clears throat> excuse me, he was a uh, impressionist. Yeah, true. Tr- he would impersonate tremendous. people. Everybody, yeah, he would impersonate people. Yeah, one of my one of my favorite bits ever. Uh, and we used to steal a ton of stuff from the Bob and Tom radio show for wrestle crap radio. One of my favorite bits was they had a guy that was rich little. So he would, he would call in and he would do impersonation. It wasn't rich little, yeah. but it was a guy pretending to be rich little who would then pretend to be people yeah. that rich little would impersonate. And he'd go, Hey guys, it's me, rich little. And they'd immediately hang up on him. Yeah. <laughs> He was great though, man. He was he was super super great. All right, so maybe I should have you do the write up of it instead. You could tell the world who Truman Capote was. Oh yeah, Truman Capote was a great character, man. Oh my god, you talking oh. about character? He was tremendous. Good because I I have no idea who Truman Capote. Oh was. my god, just look at just look up Truman Capote on Johnny Carson. What a gimmick! What a gimmick he was, bro. They all give right, you all ne- something to look forward to. Yes, and next week, speaking of gimmick. Right here, shame, the great escape, same bad time, same bad channel.